Welcome back to Are You For Real with Sarah Frick. Today, we are sitting down with Ashley B, who is a tattoo artist in Charleston, South Carolina. Welcome, Ashley. What's up? (laughs) Um, I told Ashley before we started, I love interviews where I know very little about people. So we're going to like start right from the beginning. So give us um, some background of you before you became an artist, before all of that, um, where you're from, all of the things. All right. Um, As a little young buck, I grew up in upstate New York, Um, not from the city, like a lot of people would assume here. There are plenty of other places in New York. I grew up in upstate New York, a place called Saratoga Springs. Um, I started my apprenticeship when I was 18. And I, my only other real job was Hot Topic. Shocking. Uh, love Hot Topic. Because <laughs> I could be myself, <laughs> which has really turned me into the asshole I am today. <laughs> I should have had a job that made me not be myself, but <laughs> um, I started apprenticing at a super young age. Um, Can when, you, for our listeners, like yeah. everything, like talk, tell us about like, because I know it's an apprentice culture. So yeah. it's like you don't go to tattoo school. No, 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 no. <clears throat> so before you like... Before you turned 18, before you got into tattooing, have you always been into art? Yes. Um, when I was in high school, I was what we call a fat kid. Uh, <laughs> me and my boyfriend both. We touch base on it all the time. Uh, I, I was a super art nerd. Uh, my hobbies uh, included stealing art supplies from art class <laughs> and not going to school and doing a good job at school. So I did a great job in my art class doing my own thing, so I also failed art. <laughs> I went to summer school for gym, so if you're listening out there, just know you can be a total failure in high school and still do something with your life outside of it. Um, so right out of high school, I uh, met a friend, and she was getting tattooed a lot, which I suggest for anybody that's trying to learn. Um, if go, go to a tattoo shop, get tattooed, learn you know, what the culture's about, and that's basically what I did. The internet wasn't super huge when I started, so, you know, I got on my computer, I looked everything up, I I had a portfolio, all that type of stuff, Um, and then they took me in. Um, This was your apprenticeship? My apprenticeship, yeah. My mentor at the time, and this is, it gets a little dark, but this is tattooing. My mentor at the time had died of an overdose, Mm. so then I was taken in by somebody else who was like, why aren't you tattooing yet? And then they basically just pushed me out into the wild and was like, you're tattooing now. So this was in upstate New York still? Yeah. Okay. They were like, we know you don't know what you're doing, but you seem to know more than what (laughs) half the people here know. So just fucking do it, you know? And so I I worked there for a long time. It was great. I love uh, uh, upstate New York. Um, Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Okay. So so you're in upstate New York. How long were you there till? I was in upstate New York until I was 26, I believe. And your family's still there? My mother just moved to Florida, like naturally all people that retire do. Yep. My dad has a place there too. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which is fine because I love New York, but the weather sucks, so I don't really want to go back. And Charleston's teaching me how to be a little nicer. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is something good for me. There you go. <laughs> so within this time you're in New York, tell us about, like, did you travel? Did you have relationships? Like, what's the whole, like, how old are you? Oh, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> how old are you? What's your blood type? I now feel 100. <laughs> I'm 34 at this point. Um, started super young. Uh, was kind of what you don't want to be when you start tattooing, which is a total drama starting, crabby, just nobody liked me. The people that came in were just walk-in type people. Like everything I learned, I learned a little bit further in my life that the things you say and the things you do really matter based off of like the customers that you want to bring in and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I I lived a while living on like a a lower paycheck being fine with it because I was like, fuck this, being myself is fine, myself is miserable, and all my friends are miserable. Right. And not until I moved to South Carolina did I realize that like having a better spirit, whether it's fake and quotes or not, it, it is really important. And not everybody wants to walk into a tattoo shop and be greeted with a frown and <laughs> blasting death metal. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There, and, and I've been in the tattoo industry for so long and I think it's good to keep that grunge, but 
don't be a dick. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a little bit of a dick. But, yeah. like, I know a lot of people that don't want to walk into tattoo shops because they feel uncomfortable. Totally. And I've been there. Right. I've actually gotten a tattoo once that I didn't want to get because I was like, I'm so scared. I'm so scared. Do whatever you want to do. I'm like, permanently put something on my body because I'm too scared to walk out the door. Right. And that, unfortunately, that's the, the sad thing is most people would get tattooed by somebody whose work is subpar, but their personality is great and they want to spend time with them, which finding that even balance is is perfect because you can get a good tattoo with somebody that you, you want to spend time with. Nobody wants a shitty tattoo from somebody super nice and nobody wants a great tattoo from an asshole. You right, know? yep. <clears throat> same same with yoga. Totally. Okay, before we go any further, so you do come to the works. I do. How did you come find us? I love to support local, but I am also Jewish. Actually Jewish. I not- am half Jewish. <laughs> and cheap, being cheap is just in my nature. And ClassPass <laughs> offers this amazing thing where you can start and try... Um, these classes without, you know, breaking your budget. And I started here. I met Maggie and all the girls that work here. I started tattooing everybody. And I was like, these people are amazing. This is the best detox that you can do. So like, what were you doing like fitness wise before that? Um, prior. I always wonder how people find us, honestly. Yeah. Because like me, I'm, I'm not a yogi. Like when I first, my first week here, honestly, I'm not going to lie. I cried. I was like, Everyone is so hot in here. Like everyone is super hot in here. Welcome, welcome to me in my forties. Okay, I look. I'm like walking around the room. Like fuck you, fuck yeah, fuck you. Just wait. You'll get like this yeah. someday. But yeah, you exactly. think you're gonna be 20 forever, so that's cool. Enjoy. <laughs> so I came in and I was like, you know what? This is great for me because instead of crying that I don't look like that, I want to be fucking feel better when I do look like that and be like, what's up, bitch? We're the same age. And like, we, we look the same. You yeah. know what I mean? Like tighten my shit up, get, get in with my Zen, which I need to, especially before work or after work. When I have a full ass day, I can come in here and sweat my ass off, detox mentally, physically. And it, at first I was like, this is so impossible. I can barely hold myself up. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, I can hold myself up. I want to do more than that. Yeah. Then just hold myself up. I want to do fucking handstands, which might never happen, but we'll hope for the best. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still like, ugh, I'm like hard on my own two feet. Cause like just standing up in general is hard enough. Yeah. Um, but it was so great that I, I, I came back and everybody here is such a good spirit where you feel comfortable. A lot of studios that I went to, I didn't feel comfortable going in. Mm-hmm. Um, working out, you know, when you think about it from the outside, being a tattooed person or anybody alternative in general, uh, you feel weird coming into a group of people, especially when everybody has like outfits on and everybody's like all nice looking and you're rolling in with a Metallica t-shirt on and ratty ass (laughs) pants and stuff. But eventually like you realize like, not everybody's as uptight as they look. You know yes. what I mean? Like, they can have the match. Thank I have you. a matching outfit on Thank right now. Thank I was about to say. She's <laughs> wearing a set, folks. <laughs> I got a set on. I bought my TJ Maxx for a set. <laughs> but, and I want to tell you, as, like, the person sitting across the table from you, like, when some when you roll in, I'm like, God, that girl's so cool. <laughs> so it's like, I think we do that, though, you know? Like, we're, we put our each, like, we, we're like, this person's like this because they look like this. And, da, 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 da. and yeah. Like, I'm like... And like literally every single person in my studio is like, oh my God, she's the coolest. Oh my, oh my God. God, she's the coolest. You're so lucky you get to talk to her. Well, she's the coolest. Honestly, that's, that's really good to hear that because I will say as a northerner moving to the south, sometimes I get super intimidated by the fact that everyone is just so perfect looking. They wear, like I wear floral print on my body, <laughs> but they wear floral print dresses and they look all nice and they're born tan and they're fed well. Their skin is amazing. And then I come here and people are like, you're hot. I'm like, bitch, you're fucking hot. Yeah. Like we, everybody wants what it, what isn't there. And that, that's amazing. And that makes me feel really good because sometimes I'm like, am I an outcast or like, do people want, no, you're not an outcast to be around. You know what I mean? People want to be around you. You're not an outcast. <laughs> well, I want to be around you guys. <laughs> well, good. Well, you're here. Um, okay. So you're in upstate New York, you're yep. turning 26 and what's, the, what says move to Charleston. So, um, I, I, I needed a change. I knew being in New York, I was going to continuously be as negative as I was, which. But how did you know that? Like how, when you're in it, and I asked that because I've been in places before and I literally didn't know it until I was out of it. And I looked back and I'm like, what the fuck was going on? Yeah. Um, 
honestly, my point was I was living in someone's attic for like 200 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. And I, I was going to Myrtle Beach a lot. And I had met somebody that lived in Charleston. And I, we started dating. And they were like, I have a place you can live. I have a house. And I was like, all right, that's better than my attic right now. And yeah. the weather's super nice. I didn't know what was ahead of me. I came, I came here for a job interview. I left. We split. I never went back. You yeah. know? And it wasn't one of those like weird scenarios where they were like, they left too. So I was like, this is now my place because the nicer I was here, I, I developed almost more of a following than I did in New York because it's almost cooler there to be like, I don't do that. That's too small. I'm too good for that. I'm so expensive. I'm booked forever. <laughs> and it's like here I can just be like, yo, just come yeah. and like, we'll have a good time. Yeah. And as much as I get onto the fact where it's like, like people are fake, it's like everybody needs a little fakeness. Not mm-hmm. everybody needs to hear that they need to fuck off or right. get the fuck out of the way or that they suck. Like literally when you're in New York and your friends suck, you're like, hey, I just want to let you know that you suck. And it's like, wow, like, thanks. I'm- I would be so sad. <laughs> I'd be like, guys, hey, Ashley told me to fuck off again. <laughs> right. And it's like all we do, like all my friends did back there was just, and, and I'm not knocking it because I know it's a, it's it's definitely a way of life and I, I can't get rid of it, is we just talk about things that suck, which is fun. Yeah. But it gets old after a while. Sometimes well, it's fun to talk shit. Right. Right. Like even for me. Right. Yeah. And, you know. I just talk shit about girls in floral dresses versus <laughs> right. what you were talking shit about. <laughs> I just wish I could wear them. <laughs> you could. Someday after I die, I hope someone peels my skin off and wears it. <laughs> As a dress. As a dress. It's, be- it's, be- it's absolutely beautiful. I always say I am a Hawaiian t-shirt. You really are. I can't wear them. I mean, like, if I were you, I would only wear tank tops or crop tops. Really? Yes. Well, I'm trying to get rid of this flat. Stop. <laughs> you are so beautiful. Stop it. I'm not. We're not playing that game. See, ladies, it never goes away. No, no matter how cool you are, you mm. will still. Yes. We are. Well, we live in a culture where we're told uh, that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who you are, what size you are, what color you are, what your religion is, what your sexual present presentation is. Women are supposed to fit in a fucking box. Yes. And, and it like keeps me up at night sometimes. I like, this is so what, whatever. Ashley and I just took a little tequila, just a little. <laughs> no. Um, we just took, listen. I <laughs> took, we, it was in a pill. But I'm so going to be honest, small. like I, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that wasn't tequila, baby. <laughs> I like wake up sometimes and I'm like, you know, in the bed and my kids always come in the room, whatever. But like sometimes my stomach is hitting my leg at this point in my life and I tuck it under the sheet so it doesn't actually touch my leg. And I'm like, why is that happening? And then I'm like, Sarah, you are, you've birthed four children, two of them twins and A and B, like who said that this was, this was it? Right. Why is less more? Why? But why do we do that? I tuck my stomach and I didn't even have any kids. You know, all it takes is just being a little chubby and then that shit doesn't go away. I think it, it, it depends on, you know, are, are you born like that or are you not? And then you so just true. have to run with it. I grew, so when I was little, I was like super athletic and like my did everything my dad did. Like my dad's a big athlete. And then I went through puberty and I like was just put on a, you know, went through puberty and was just chubby and whatever. And then this is the craziest story. And I always tell the story. I, I always tell the story. I don't think I've ever told this story. <laughs> tell it. I always tell that Get story. Guys. <laughs> so I was in the eighth grade and I got mono and I was literally down for three weeks, like the sickest mono kid ever, like had to spit in a cup because I couldn't swallow. And when I, I was like, I was a, I was in a, I was like a caterpillar in a cocoon. And when I came out, I was a butterfly. My boobs grew. I had lost like 15 pounds and I went to school and everyone was like, Sarah, I was like, but I'll never forget how I felt before that. Right. Because right. it's like all of a sudden you're getting all this attention for your looks versus wait. So I guess before I was wrong and now I'm right. Right. And that shit sticks with you. Yeah. But the, and that's the thing is I'm, <clears throat> I'm glad we're touching base on this. Cause it's something that I like talk about all the time. Cause I went through the same thing. I, I lost a bunch of weight. I knew what it was like prior to have people treat me like they didn't want to hang out with me because I was not physically aesthetically or aesthetically sound. And now here we are in a generation where men are never aesthetically sound and girls are fine with it. But the women get held at such a 
high standard. Especially in Charleston, baby. Especially in Charleston. And and it sucks because I my boyfriend is so amazing and he's so hot. And I always tell hot. people. I saw a picture of him. He's hot. He's so hot. And he's like, why do you even care? I was like, because I was a person before you. And like I see all my friends go through this shit. And being a girl here is so fucking hard because everyone is just, they've never had the flap before. They've never had to tuck their gut into their <laughs> pants. They've never had to wear Spanx. And I'm not downplaying it because it's like, that must be amazing to, to live like that. But I, I will say, like, realistically, f- physical standards, they are super fucking high. But the sad news is, y'all motherfuckers are going to be f- are with them forever. And they'd rather hang out with funny people like us who has to tuck their flap than <laughs> hang out with somebody who is dry as fuck. True. Then true. clank hips and make sparks, you true, know? True that. True that. <laughs> Nothing like bone on bone, baby. Um, okay, so now you're in Charleston. And what's the first thing you do here? The first thing I do, which is really funny, and I always tell people... Um, I started going to strip clubs because I was like, there is nobody here that I think I could hang out with that would be as fucking weird as me. So I'm going to like go and fucking hang out at strip clubs and make a bunch of girlfriends and just like give them money and like have like girl time and then like just go home and fucking do me. And it was great. Cause like, like they were the best people I had met so far. Like I, I was hopping around over, you know, down on meeting uh-huh. and I was <laughs> hopping around like, down on meeting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like, people would be like, do you work here? I'm like, no, why? <laughs> <laughs> but it was so much fun. And, um, I, I obviously started tattooing here, which was great. Um, it is a college town. So it was so busy and I was able to <clears throat> make enough money to provide for myself, which in New York, it's not like I couldn't, but it's not the same as a college town with people. There's p- people literally just like through. What are your best hours? Um, it's so strange. Well, right now, right now I'm doing appointment only, which if I have time in between, I'll, I'll, I'll do walk-ins. But like, it's so strange because sometimes Mondays are just the busiest days, which anywhere else, everybody's like, fuck Mondays. I don't want yeah. to work Mondays. Like, m- my best days are the when school's out and everybody's here on vacation and we get a pile, we get a bus full of, uh, bridesmaids and they all want the same thing. You're like, perfect. Right. It, but you know, with everything going on with COVID, it is hard because having guests there and honestly, which is, this is another thing I wanted to touch base on, which is boundaries. Um, personally, Coming in with 10 people is very hard. Yeah. And tattooing with so many people around, it it is a little distracting. I want to believe I'm a superhero, but I'm also human. So when there's a bunch of people around watching, like I'm still that fat dork that I was in high school. So when there's a bunch of people asking me questions and talking to me, I'm not a printer. I'm not a superhero. I just do good at what I do. And it is hard. So yeah, the whole traveling in large packs thing we love you, but come yeah. in a little, come and chill. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or come, like, when your girlfriend walks out, you walk in. Right, right, yeah. exactly, yeah. Right. It is a lot. I mean, I I know that just from here, diff, totally differently, I'm not tattooing anybody, but I just know when there's, like, people, like, for me, right before I teach a class and right after, like, my, the, like especially right before, like, energetically, I have to be by myself. Yeah. Like, I just, like, it's super hard, and especially the bigger the classes and like the more hype you have to be and the more you want to bring, you know? And then after when people are like, Hey, can I pick your brain for like four hours? I'm like, <laughs> um, my brain, my brain's gone. Yeah. I just like literally bled to you. <laughs> like I just need a moment, you know? <clears throat> yep. That, so, and that happens, that happens to me too. Like, and it's a blessing and a curse because when Matt and I go out, we're both like figures, you know, which I'm sure you understand when mm-hmm. you go out in public, you're like, Oh, finally, I get to go out and have a drink and be normal. Yeah. And then it's like, I was looking to get this tattoo. Yeah. And, 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 it's just, and then I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be mean right now, but there's literally not a single thought going through my head. I can't even talk right now. Yeah. Because I am so mentally exhausted. Right. And I'm just trying to be a and person. I would love to talk to yeah. you. But like, I also have my boundaries too. And like, I haven't seen you in years. Yeah. Let's catch up on a time frame where I'm not in public. Right. And let me enjoy right. my shit. Here's my number. I get yeah. I, see, I get a lot of people, and if you're one of these people, it's okay, I love you. 
But I got a lot of people that are like, I want to pick your brain. I want to pick your brain on business. Can I buy you? Can I buy you a cup of coffee? I just want to pick your brain. And I'm like, if I had a time for a cup of coffee, <laughs> I'd be having it with tequila with my friends. Right. right. Like it's so, and, and, and I get that. Like, and I think people just, they probably like see and they're like, she's done so much with her life. And they just, and, and it's, it's like almost appreciated, but at the same time, it's like, you're like, oh, I just need an exhale. Yeah. And, and I will say like, I'm so glad we're talking about all this. I will say like when you're put in that sort of scenario too, it's like you feel so overwhelmed, but you still feel lonely because there's a lot of the times it's like, let's talk about this. Let's talk about that. But then nobody's like, how are you? Right. You know what I mean? Yes. Right. And, and here's the thing is what people need to remember. If, if I have a craft or if somebody else has a craft, that's money that costs money. And I think the internet is changing all these things where everything comes so fast. So if people want to sit and talk with somebody and pick their brain, they have to understand you have to have something else to offer, whether it's a good conversation or, you know, just making me feel like I'm a friend, like making me feel like a human being where it's like, yes, you can pick my brain as long as you treat me like I'm a fucking human because I don't owe you anything, which is something I learned recently because I, I, I went from being a giant asshole to becoming super fucking sensitive that I had to relearn how to be an asshole here. (laughs) I had to relearn how to be an asshole here just for my, the sake of my happiness. Mm -hmm. And you know, they always say it's lonely at the top, right? They're, they're not wrong. You know, it's like, yeah, I bet you do want to learn stuff. Yeah. 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 Fucking Google it. You spend a hundred dollars on your phone every month. Right. I can't, you can't, this is something someone always told me. You can't teach style, which I think goes for everything. Mm-hmm. The way I do things, the way you do things, you can learn how to do it, but I can't teach you my style. People say this to me because we run teacher trainings here. And I, I, before this, I had another studio and I ran, I've run lots of teacher trainings. I started running teacher trainings, I think in 2009 or 2010. And everyone's like, aren't you scared? They're going to rip you off, rip them off. I'm like, no, I could, I could literally give you my playbook. I could record everything and be like, here you go. But nobody's me and nobody's you. And I say that like with respect. And I actually had a conversation with a woman, um, about a month or two ago, Carter and I had to have a conversation with a woman who had gone on retreat with us and had done a few things. And we were kind of starting to, she lived in a different city and we were like, this feels eerily familiar. Right. And instead of like being a dick, I like called her. Well, I sent her an email. This was going on for a while. And finally I sent her an email and I was like, yo, I respect you so much. And like, I get it. Like I get what it's like to be like, I am attracted to this brand like this and that, and to not really have your own legs underneath you and to go for something else. Cause I've done that kind of shit before too. And she, you know, I was like, but you, I believe in you enough that you can do your own thing. You don't literally need to be like exactly yeah. like we are, you know? And I think that that's, um, it's hard for people sometimes. But that's the thing is the way everyone starts something is somebody's an asshole to them. Yeah. Somebody's got to be the asshole that lights a flame under their ass. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, and you, they don't even mean to be. The first shop I wouldn't do, the guy was like, do you have $10,000 to learn? Because you better fucking. Do you have to pay to do it? If they don't see anything in you. So I went somewhere else and I brought my portfolio and they were like, fuck. Like, so when you say a portfolio, you were like tattooing your friends. No, no, no. Like, uh, like art. Okay. Got it. Yeah. That is, I do not suggest bringing in a portfolio of what you've done in your house. I will say (laughs) bring in a portfolio of the style you want to do, uh, art. I mean, that's the thing is it's to me, it fucking blows my mind that today's generation wants to put zero work and then get so much gratification from it. When you like show up to do something, like say you want to be a fucking doctor, do you walk into the hospital and you're like, hi, I want to be a doctor. It's like, no, it doesn't work like that. Look it up on your fucking phone, what to do, get tattooed, draw, like make a portfolio of stuff you want to do because guess what? When you start apprenticing, you're not going to do any of that shit. Mm -hmm. You got to do something the size of a quarter, make that shit perfect. You do it the size of a palm of the hand, make that shit perfect. Mm -hmm. Then you get to do what you want to do. People don't know discipline the way they used to know discipline, which thankfully the tattoo community is keeping that shit up. Mm -hmm. Like what you were saying though, it's like that woman, you were like, 
you have to do it on your own. Somebody's got to be a fucking asshole to you to break you down. So you get to the point where you're like, no one's going to fucking tell me what to do again. Mm-hmm. You got to have that. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why I do yoga is because there's not a single thing in my life where I'm like, I don't want to do this. It's mm-hmm. like when I get in here, I don't want to do it. Yeah. And then by the end of it, I'm like, that was fucking amazing. Yeah. I always say that. I'm like, listen, the hardest part is the car ride or bike right here. Whatever yeah. you do. I'm like, yeah. once you get in there, it's like, Ugh. yeah, except for Lindsay. <laughs> I took class once and wanted to kill me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know. I'm like, I don't know if I love <laughs> the teachers or I hate them. I know. It's okay. We love you. We love hate each other too. <laughs> so, all right. So since I know men, very minimal about tattooing, um, what style tattoo tattooing is there different styles like what would you call like oh yeah um so you know it's I always say it's like it's like music there's there's genres uh with tattooing there's styles so you wouldn't go to a country musician and be like can you write a rap song so you don't go to a traditional artist and say can you do something photorealistic but I feel like we we do get that a lot of the times where it's like I love your work and I just want you to do it and then that's where your boundaries come in and you have to say, hey, I don't really think this is for me. Yeah. Um, but I, I do, uh, I like to do traditional. Um, I like to do custom lettering, which even sometimes people think it's like me doing a font, which I'm also fine with because I work, like me specifically is cleanliness. Like I like, I like cleanliness in my work. I want it to look like a printer did it, even though I'm not a printer all the time. Which is what people have to remember is like people are tattooing. It's not, you know, it's not a computer. We're humans. Mm -hmm. If you move, we move. Right. If, you know, if you're being an asshole, you're going to get the asshole tax. (laughs) Thankfully, it's still a place where, you know, we're not the spa. Where like if you show up and you're acting a fool, we can tell you that you're acting a fool. It's the greatest, it's the greatest profession on earth, I, I would say. It's just sometimes, you know. We deal with the same people you deal with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the Karens your, of the world. Your people may be a little, I don't know. I, I guess you guys don't usually tattoo people that are like super inebriated though. Oh no. Thank God. Um, people are always like, oh, you guys close at eight. Why don't you stay open later? It's like, well. You're like, what the fuck do you do after 8 p.m.? Okay. <laughs> right. It's like, um, moved from New York. Last call was 4 a.m. Uh, trying to come somewhere where everything is a little bit earlier. Because nothing good happens after the fact. Like I've had to tell people before, like, you're way too fucked up to do this. Yeah. Like, even if, like, you, like, they'll, they're always like, I'll pay you good, which I've also done before. And good means a $20 tip, which, like, naturally, $20 like, is pretty normal. Yeah. That's like 10% or 20% right. of whatever, which, not saying it's bad, like, 20, 20 bucks, cool. Tip whatever you can. If you don't tip, I'm still not gonna hate you. But if you promise somebody, stay and I'm gonna be super annoying and I'm gonna hook you up. Hook him up. Make it hook him up. Yeah. Yeah, hook him up. I have a buddy, John. So John, my husband, actually just met. He um used to work on fishing boats before he was in construction. That's what he did. He would like just take these big boats and like do the big tournaments or whatever. And one of our buddies who he's in my phone is Axel Rose. He still works on boats and he's a wild man. And um he got super hammered, I guess in Galveston, somewhere in Texas, what he was running some boat. And he like woke up the next morning and like right at the tip of his ass crack, it says <laughs> massively exit only. <laughs> and my kids, they call him like Uncle Trey Trey. And he's always like Uncle Trey. Um, because that's the kind of shit I guess you do when you're really fucked up. But, I mean, not that he gives a shit, you know, but it's yeah, like. Yeah, of course. I will say it's probably, it's it's by like town. I feel like in New Orleans, like he probably. Yeah. Maybe there. He probably got it there. Where it's like, it's like, sure, whatever. Yeah. You sign the paperwork, but it's like, you know, me being a Jew, I'm like, you sign paperwork, but it's null and void if you're drunk. <laughs> yeah. So like technically it could come down on me and it's like, then I have to get my lawyer and you have to get your lawyer. And right. it's like all these thoughts have are going on lawyers involved for my head before it even happens. Yeah. That's <laughs> too much to think about. Um, only lawyer. I've only seen lawyers involved if somebody passes out and hurts themselves, which in in rebuttal to that, I say fucking eat before you come in. Yeah. You got a phone. Google what you should do before you get tattooed. Eat. Don't bring your friends and drink water. There you go. You've heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So do you know how many tattoos you have? I do not. I like to say I have a canvas that's not full. It's beautiful. <laughs> do you have a favorite? I do. I have this one. Um, uh, Oliver, he was a host on Ink Master. Yeah, I want to talk about that he, next. He did this um, a long, long time ago. Um, for my Nana and Poppy. I love it. Yeah. It's beautiful. My, my Nana sews. My Poppy plays cards. Um, 
and he did a great job and I, I went to him and I was a tattooer at the time, which was so stupid that I said this, but I was like, I don't know if you can do this. He's like, of course I can do it. Why would you think I could not? He's <laughs> yeah. like, and I was like, somebody else told me that they couldn't. And he's like, you're a tattooer. You know that anything is possible. Yeah. If, if, you know, if you try hard enough and he did a, he did an amazing job. It looks great. It does look great. So let's talk a little bit about the show. Yeah. Okay, so how did they find, or how does that work? So, so me being the crab I've always been, um, I I knew like Oliver and Chris before I did the show, and we were at dinner, and the, one of the girls that worked for them was like, well, why don't you do the show? And I was like, that's ridiculous. Why would I do Where the show? Where was the show? In Miami? No. No, it's in New York. Okay, I've seen one in Miami, though. They've done it in Miami They before. do, yeah, they do Got Miami it. Inc., and Ink Master's in... Uh, it's in New Jersey, but they say New York because okay, Jersey's like, you know, they don't want to say Jersey. They're a little cheap, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they want the, the big studio that costs less. And so I was like, I just really don't want to be in a contest because I'm, you know, me being an ex-fat kid, like, I'm just not competitive. Like, I've given up on everything I've ever done. Why the fuck would they think that somebody like me, and, and you know, at that time, I probably looked cute or whatever, you know. So I go in, I end up doing it, and I... Chris looks at me, he's like, what the fuck are you doing here? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so I do the show. I, I don't know, even know if you've ever seen it. Um, and I was so young. I was freshly, after the show aired, I had moved to Charleston. Okay. So I was in New York, ready to fucking move. Did the show. Bad idea, because, you know, you should stay local if you do right. something like that. Right. Um, and they were like, Ashley, she works, I don't know, she works <laughs> everywhere. She's all fucking all over the place. So then I do that, and then second episode, I end up quitting, because I'm just like, I see what they're doing here. They're trying to keep me, because I'm like, the one of the, one of the few, like, girls on the show, and I'm like, fuck this. I'm still fucking punk rock, fucking anarchy, fuck that bullshit. I'm like... And then on top of the fact, so this is a hilarious story that I've really never told anyone. Uh, the first episode, my mom's like, here's like five Xanax. Like, just take these. You'll be fine. Five? And I'm like, yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> I know what I'm doing. I do so good because I'm just chill. I, you know, with tattooing, I know everybody's like kind of fucking sensitive to it. But it's like, if you can, you do, if you can do your job kind of fucked up, like, obviously I can do mine which obviously I don't do while I'm at work, but I'm just saying, like, yep. if you have a craft and you're good at it, you can do it no matter what. There's nothing that can stop you and be like, oh, sorry, I was uh, all like this. I'm and a I great could- mom on tequila. <laughs> exactly, you get it. So the first day I do great. Second day, I don't understand withdrawals. And so you like, fuck. Well, <laughs> yes. So I have a fucking meltdown. And I am unable to be in the the area where they're you know um they do this thing where they judge everybody in a circle and everybody's looking at you and everybody's in cameras i have a fucking meltdown i have a panic attack and i'm like anyways i say fuck this and i quit and it almost caused more of a stink than people that stayed which sucks but at the same time i'm just like there are people that are not meant to be on TV. Like, I don't think people understand everybody that's on TV isn't just some, like, sort of person that's longing for uh, clout or whatever, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I did it because I was like, fuck it. I felt like my career was going nowhere. I was a kid. I was going through a divorce at the time. Mm-hmm. And all that kind of fucking hit me. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing? There's like, cameras around in me. In the middle of a circle, too. Right. And then I get this, like... My my whole life has been an influx of like people sending me messages calling me a baby, uh, which is <laughs> totally fine because I totally am. So then after that happened, everyone's like, you're a fucking baby, you're a quitter, blah, blah, blah. It's like, also, how many times has every person on earth been a baby or a quitter? Oh, yeah. It's like, but it's but good because- But also I, like yeah. walking away from something that you're like, this isn't for me? Well, at that time- no <laughs> at that time that was not the thing it, like reality television I, we i was season four reality television was still relatively new um no i mean i think there's people out there that think game of thrones is real really <laughs> and then they see the actors in public and they're like fuck you i can't believe you did that no yeah, i swear to god it's like when i have a dream about john and he cheats on me or something oh my, my dream, god and i what wake is up, up with those I i'm have- like 
oh, really? <laughs> He's like, okay, I've just made you some coffee. I'm like, oh, you did make me coffee. <laughs> No, it's I like, literally have those all the time. I think because I love Matt so much that I like my worst nightmare is like him talking or making out, just talking. How stupid is that? Uh, <laughs> just looking. Just I, I had a dream that he was like in his recording studio, like talking to a girl and I was banging on the glass like, let me in. And then I wake up and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Do but you yes. guys, wait, do you guys live together? Yeah. <coughs> we just we just moved in. We just bought a house. It's oh, nice. awesome. He's currently painting the fence Charleston green, which he found out is not actually green. Oh, it's like more like a really dark, dark color, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, this it's is almost black. black. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he knew that. Yeah. I didn't either. Yeah. Well, I'm like, what's New York green? Do you think it's more grassier? <laughs> <laughs> I like Charleston green, though. Um, cause I look at, cause John's always running through shit. Right. So. And, and we're the goth neighbors. So the darker, the better for yeah, me. Yeah. You're like, what's up? <laughs> yeah. Stay away. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So I know we kind of touched on this just a little bit before and you know, not that I'm asking the question, but like you are in an industry that where there is less m- women, more men. What is that like? I will say it, it's definitely a blessing and a curse because it's one of those scenarios where if you're working with men, they're super fucking hard on you and they are like, you're only fucking popular because you're a girl. But then the rebuttal to that is you can be a hot girl and mm-hmm. guys will come to you. And not, I mean, not me specifically, but in, in general, like me in my 20s, it's like I knew I wasn't good. The nicer you are to people, it's like at, at a certain point you have to determine, am I a fucking person that's listening to somebody mm-hmm. or am I somebody that's doing a craft and doing a good job? So it's, it is a tough industry for women specifically because you are usually working with a bunch of guys. And this is like an issue I've had recently is I went from being like having guy talk being like, Oh, she's hot. She's hot. This girl's fucking hot. We're all talking about hot. Cause all, all it matters is hot girls. And then now I'm like, <laughs> Is all that matters is that she's hot. What if she's a good person? And Matt's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just like, I used to be such a brew. And now I'm like fucking. You're becoming a woman. I am. You know, they're getting bigger. You're becoming a woman. Um, I will say it is honestly the best time for women in this industry right now, especially whether you're doing uh, at a shop or private studio. It is a lot more accepted. I, I just listened to a, a podcast the other day. I, l- I listened to a bunch of podcasts, which I think a lot of people forget. Learn the origin of where your shit came from. Stop worrying about what everybody's doing right now. Learn the origin of where your shit came from, how it was before you were around, and and just listen to stuff that checks you on your ego. And this whole scenario was this guy, He's like, I, I paid a dollar to get a tattoo, you know, a woman was getting tattooed, which was so weird because women were never getting tattooed. And I'm listening to it. And I'm like, this is so crazy. It's like people are bitching about the craziest stuff right now. And this guy seeing a woman get tattooed for the first time. This was time. in the, to like this day and age? No, no, no. This was oh, in the 40s. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what? This is a Coney okay. Island. Okay. <laughs> uh, and, and so much has changed since then. And it's almost at this point, I love it for women. It's almost kind of becoming a costume at this point, which is great for them and for me. But also, like, I used to know who was cool and who wasn't. (laughs) Now I don't even know anymore. Yeah. Everybody's getting tattooed, which I think is great, which I also think sucks. It's like, it's like 50 50. I'm like, right. I want to know if you're a down ass bitch, but I, or, or a dude or whatever, but it's also like, is this your costume? I want my people fucked up. So what, okay, so (laughs) what attracted you? the most to tattooing like from your young age from your like when what were you like 10 years old and you're like this shit's fucking cool I love this question um I was I was in high school and I saw a bunch of people in in like my area they for some reason like stencil painting was really big like doing like graffiti and stuff and I always saw that and I was like this shit's so cool and I was spray painting in my mom's basement and she was like why the fuck does it smell so bad and I'm like (laughs) I don't know and then I eventually went to the tattoo shop and there were these two dudes that worked there um, and they were fucking, they were the toughest people I've ever met in my life. I watched this guy, like they're out front of the shop. This guy flips them off at a red light. They rip him out of his car and beat the shit out of him. And I was like, this is awesome. I'm like, (laughs) 
Like, I'm like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> but to me, I'm like, every person that's been a dick should maybe get their ass kicked sometimes, which it, it doesn't exist everywhere, but in, in this type of shit, it's like, oh, at a tattoo shop? That's not weird. You right. know what I mean? Like, that shit, to me, was like, fuck yeah. Like, put this bully to rest, dude. Let's go. And I saw them, and I was like, these are the coolest guys I've ever seen because they had a craft, they made money, and they fucking didn't go to college, and they were not, like the smartest people you've ever met. Right. They were street smart. And street smarts are downplayed. So, you know, in this instance, I was like, these people are so fucking cool. I, I want to be a part of it. And at that time, they they were like, we can't get you a job here, so that we'll get you a job with the guy that passed away. And then once he died, they were like, come on down. We got a spot now. Like, you're here full time. Yeah. And it, it, everything about it was just so cool to me. And everybody in my area just immediately just got their neck and their hands and everybody was just covered in full tattoos and I'll never forget I remember this dude he's like he's like I didn't fucking like this dude and I put a dick on him and I'm like this is such a powerful (laughs) fucking industry people forget that like we were like you know as a person you remember the person that fucked you up when you were a kid you're gonna come to the you're gonna come to me and pretend like we're fine there's a difference there's the people that are petty that are gonna put it behind them and then there's the people that are gonna be like bitch i remember you yeah and someday i'm gonna fucking get you yeah and i love that there were people you know it wasn't me but the, it, it was such a great time where i was like i love this this guy doesn't give a fuck yeah <laughs> like putting dicks on people and yeah. shit i'm like this is amazing So I know it's all about hot girl summer, but for me, it's been about spray tan summer. You guys, as we live, for many of us at the beach in Charleston, it's so easy to get so much sun. And listen, as I get older, that sun damage, she don't go away. So I've been absolutely loving the concierge spray tan service of Glowbar. Annie is awesome. She'll come to your house literally at the drop of a dime. She'll come, she sets up, she leaves. It's all done within 15 minutes. And the tan... I'm not gonna lie, is gorge. It's gorge. So check Annie out on Instagram at glowbarchs and use the code THEWORKS for $10 off your first spray tan. Um, okay, so I wanna, these are like just stupid questions, but what was no, the most painful it. tattoo you've had? So I, I give two answers to this because I feel like people do ask me quite a bit. I give the answer of the tattoo you're never going to get that I have, which is the palm of my hand. Yes. Which was so goddamn painful. And Is that just, there must be so many nerves in there. I had, I had a guy, he was like holding my hand down and I was like, just fucking do it. And yeah. I was trying to be cool because I was around a bunch of other tattooers and I was like, oh, I'm sick, I need my palm. But I know no one's going to get their palm tattooed. So I, I try to tell people like a more reasonable spot that's painful that yeah. if they're going to get it, then then that's cool. Um, Your labia. My, my <laughs> bungus. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think what else hurt as bad as that. Honestly, like I have a tattoo on my face and that like wasn't even bad. Um, my foot sucked. My My back sucked. My lower back pain is terrible. Because of that? <laughs> because of tattooing. Oh, I'm sure. My I'm lower sure. back pain is worse than any tattoo I've ever gotten. Uh, I, I, Did your chest hurt? My stomach. Oh, yeah. My chest. So tender. And also, too, like the guy that I was getting what about tattooed your by. your neck? Holy jeez, Ashley. Ow. I feel like when you're like in your early 20s, you're like, I'm so excited to be alive. Just do it. You know? And then like for <laughs> yeah, some I reason, do. like I don't, yeah, I don't remember that that much because I like... I, I, I also didn't drink. Like, I didn't drink until I was 26. So at that point, I was just, like, high on fucking life adrenaline. And I'm like, yeah, blast my fucking whole neck and my chest. Because I need to, like, I had to keep up. I was a fucking 20-year-old tattooer working with a bunch of people that had been in it for so long. And it's like, am I going to roll into this looking like a normie? And, like, no, nobody's <laughs> going to take me seriously. Like Be I gotta- like me tattooing. <laughs> I'll be like, hey, guys, I have, like, two letters on my body. Let's do this. Well, now that's normal. You would do great now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, private studio, book till next year, yeah. no tattoos. Um, sorry. Just teeny tiny babies. <laughs> Just little babies. <laughs> um, so is there any tattoo you have on your body that you regret? I have a couple. And is that, like, a bad – is that, like, a weird question? No, no. I think that's a great question. Um – I have a couple because I get a lot of people that come in that are super young that are like, me and my friend want to get a tattoo together. Mm -hmm. And like, as somebody that's older, you know that how many friends do you have that were still your friends in your 20s? I haven't fish on my ankle because the boy I was obsessed with growing up liked fish. It's still there. It's still there. The boy I love right now loves fish. Okay. Well, I wish that 
I mean, I, I tried to get this tattoo like fixed and this bro that was doing a tattoo for me, he was like, you just got to live with that. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's just part of your history. He was I'll like, look at it. We'll see if we can okay. do something with yeah, it. It's bad. So you get it. And it's like, you either see it two ways. You see it, I fucking hate this thing, or you see it as a yearbook, which I think is great because yeah. me personally, like obviously my body is like a yearbook full of bullshit and I'm totally fine with that. But the ones I, I regret are the ones that I wish I just waited till I had more like meaning. Not not even meaning, just like I see people now that have all these great place tattoos because now tattoo culture is so much bigger. Mm-hmm. Then I was like, just tap me up yeah. ASAP, you yeah. know? And it's like, I feel like. How many like, tattoos did you like, like, would you get them like every week? To oh like- my God. Like my whole upper body I had before I was 25. Wow. Yeah. So then hitting an older age where I actually had money, I'm like, I don't have a lot of space left. Right. And the ones, the, the spaces I have left are the most painful spaces. Have you done your knees? Not, honestly, my knees and elbows are like bald right now. I'm like, <laughs> fuck that. I see the way people react when they get them done. And I mean, then it just like, seems like on the bone. The bone is bad. And honestly, that's one of the reasons why I ask people to not bring people with them because pain when you're alone, fine. Pain when you're with somebody else, you're like, ah, you're, you know, you're trying to not show off and you don't even realize it, but right. you want a little sympathy from everybody. And I have to be like, listen, bitch, I'm not your mom. Like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. You're in a shop where other people are getting tattooed and they're just fine. So just like, chill the fuck out. Yeah. I'm talking to you like a friend. Right, right, you know, right, I don't know what right. you think I can say anymore. Right, right, right. <laughs> just chill. Yeah. Have you ever had any... Okay, so what's the craziest tattoo experience you've had? Um... One time this guy had me do a jean pocket on his butt, which I thought was great. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, that's amazing. And then like, I don't know, sometimes like you get so many fucking idiots that come in, you're like, God, I have a cabinet file of memories to go through before I tell the craziest story. But there, there was this one guy, he always comes to mind. Uh, He was like, I lost a bet. I just need like a kitty on my lower back with a Syracuse bow. And I'm like, well, Hello Kitty has a cousin. Her name's Charmy Kitty, and she's very fluffy. He's yeah. like, whatever. So I put this kitty, she's like this very dainty white kitty, with a bow on this man's lower back. I don't know where he is today, but <laughs> I hope he, he still he, likes it. <laughs> was he like cool? Oh, yeah. He was like, I lost the bet. I have to do this. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, the thing that sucks is now at this point when somebody comes in with something crazy, I'm like, I know you got this off interest. Yeah. You're not doing it because it's crazy. You're doing it because... But honestly, I always say, I'm like, you know what's crazy to me is sometimes I do the same tattoo five times a week. That's crazy to me. It's like, think outside of the box, trust your artist, stop getting so hellbent on seeing something that already exists. Right. Because what's crazy to me is doing the same goddamn thing over and over and over again just because your mind tells you it's fine because you're going to be 40 someday. I know you don't want to hear this. Hey, forties young guys. Yeah. Okay, guys. They don't think that. <laughs> I see these all these TikToks, and they're like, "I'm talking to a girl that's thirty, and everybody's like, that's so crazy, thirty. And I'm like, "The fuck? <laughs> Relax, people. Relax. <laughs> you know, you live like double the amount of time, so yeah. get get used to that shit. It gets better as you get older. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You stop giving a fuck. <laughs> so, like, be more unique like we are artists trust us you don't have to bring something a template to us because i always say you're going to be in line someday at a at a bank and you're going to look behind you and the person behind you is going to have the same thing you have you're gonna be like hey cool ridge yeah we both have the uh butterfly with the yeah birds coming off no offense if anybody has that because they probably do uh (laughs) love doing those please come to me for them (laughs) (laughs) that'll be two thousand (laughs) dollars Um, okay, so I'll ask you this question. You don't have to answer it if you want. Um, ever tattooed anyone famous and were they crazy? <laughs> She's never heard of anything. <laughs> I've never heard the story. Uh, <laughs> yes, I have. Um, I've tattooed a couple of people. Honestly, I started all my, like how, uh, the, everything started is I, um, started going on tour. I started going on warp tour. I was doing a lot of tattooing on buses and stuff. Um, so I is actually that, is that cool? Like that seems like it'd be fun. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. Honestly, it's it's like the best gig. Like quarantine, I know a lot of people are like bummed they can't do shit, but it's like I'm bummed I can't like have that type of experience anymore where it's like that's the type of shit that gasses me up where it's like 
Because it's it's silly that people think this way, but like they're like, I go to this guy because he gets tattooed by, or, or yada yada. Right, goes. Yeah, it's yeah. not even if they're good. It's just because somebody goes to them. So I, I was doing a lot of traveling and I I tattooed at a Justin Bieber concert and I tattooed some of his like crew members. Meow. And he came in, I know, he came in on his Segway and he was like, I don't know if I'm going to get tattooed tonight. And, you know. But no, guys, can we just take a pause? He is fucking hot. <laughs> Oi, I know. Are we grooming thinking he's hot because we know what he looks like when he was seven? I, well, I, I look at him now. I mean, him and Haley, I'm like, y'all got something going on. Y'all better know, have babies. I know. I loved it. They had this little documentary about how they communicate weird because she's Northern and he's like Canadian. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I love this. Yeah. She's like, probably like, yo, bro. And he's like, yeah, chill, just be nice. Yeah. And I'm like, we all have that. We yeah. all have those fights. So it was amazing. He didn't, he didn't end up getting tattooed and somebody else. But he's like covered in tattoos. Right? Oh, he's so covered. Yeah. And he gets tattooed by this guy in New York that everybody loves because he tattoos Justin Bieber, yep. which is great. Those experiences are amazing. So I was on a warp tour tattooing a bunch of bands and two of my friends at the time bring this gal, uh, goes by the name of Demi Lovato. And she goes by the name. She, she goes or by, they. they, sorry, I didn't mean to assume her gender. Um, she ends up, Wanting to get a tattoo with two of her friends. And we do them. It's fine. Everything's good. And then it turns into a whole situation after that. And here I am thinking I'm doing this person a favor. I'm only having giggles because <laughs> I just only see you being like, I did exactly what you told me I to literally yeah. did exactly what she told me. And it was free. Like, literally, there wasn't a thought in this girl's mind that was like, I'm going to give her money. What? Right. Mm. But I don't. I don't have a PR person. Nothing matters. I'm a nobody. You need, you need a compared to her. Yeah. So don't charge her. Her two friends are very thankful. They're like, you know. And I remember. I remember this very moment. I'm like, give me your wrist. She's like, why? I'm like, because this tattoo needs a touch up. And you're like famous. You're on Camp Rock. Like, you you can't be walking around in a shitty tattoo. So I touch this other one up. Totally fine. Also, of course, the bandwagon I was on was of um, my ex-husband's band, so nobody's there to vouch for me anymore after this scenario happens. Mm -hmm. So then, sad story, she eventually gets it covered up, and I think it was more of like a thing towards the people she got it with and the time frame of her life, but I, I took it more personally. It was like... This is why you don't get tattooed while you're all fucked up and blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. I'm like, bitch, you were fucking drunk. You pissed on our toilet seat. And not only were you the biggest inconvenience, you didn't even offer to pay. Mm-hmm. And that was like the fucking, nothing sucks more than being infamous because I would much rather be known for not <laughs> crying on TV and not being a bitch to a celebrity. Uh, but realistically, I was like, I had no fear. But I'm sure just to just segue, like I'm... You know, like that probably happens all the time with celebrities. Well, or they, with anybody. I'm right. not, I shouldn't just say yeah. celebrities. I have friends that are celebrities and they're lovely people. But like, people don't need to be. Nobody needs to be entitled and be assholes. Right. We're all doing the best we can. We're all working. Like, I don't care if you are Jeff Bezos. You, no one owes you anything. Uh, pay for a service. The the thing with that situation was when she posted that she had gotten it covered up. The cover up was worse than the tattoo I did in the first place. So she had gotten. Lips. She got these these kiss lips, which naturally should be in red, mm-hmm. and she wanted them in black. Which every magazine she was on, she was showing it off. She had her wrist up, and then finally, I hit a certain point where it's like, when are you going to start giving people credit? If you're not going to pay me, you should at least say in a fucking totally. magazine who the fuck. And she even was like, oh, I got I got this tattoo on Warped Her. It's like you hit a certain point. Did where- she remember? That's what I'm saying. It's like, she goes, I don't even remember you. And I'm like, that's your, wow. Here's the thing is after that whole thing happened, I reached out to my friends that were older than me. And I was like, what would you say? They're like, don't say anything. You don't have a PR person. No one's going to vouch for you. The more you say, the more you're going to dig your hole. I had fucking E! News, MTV News reaching out to me. I had all these fucking people like, what do you have to say? It's like, it doesn't fucking matter what I say. It's it's all of a clout. There's there's a reason why uh, celebrities can beat dogs and fucking beat their wives because they're cool. Mm-hmm. People will vouch for cool people until the day they die. And there's people to find cool. Cool, I mean, like, like a you mean let's say like rich, player. famous, yes, okay. uh, maybe a boxer. Like I'm cool, but you know, yeah, but you you can't <laughs> I'm not go. hurting dogs or John, right? 
you can't go throwing a puppy into the river. And- Absolutely not. <laughs> no way. <laughs> right. But, you know, yeah. and especially in, in areas like these, too, it's like your, your clout matters. And I, I think that's bizarre. I think people should look more into the uh, what's actually going on and not be. So was the backlash for that is like how they say, like all press is good press. Like, was that good for you or, um, or was it stressful? No, it, it was 50, 50, um, 50% of the good was, I got like 10,000 followers, but the bad is I'm known as that girl that did this thing that she doesn't like, which was equally as, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like it wasn't the best, but like she got it covered up by another guy that thought she was cool. That didn't make her pay. And there are going to be forever people that are preying on people's insecurities like she does. And Mm -hmm. she's like, well, I got this tattoo because I go through depression. It's like she's targeting the people that go through that shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, I don't have... You and everybody else, sister. Right, yeah, I know. (laughs) Fucking the the number one rule is understanding all your shit is understanding that everybody else goes through the same exact shit. Totally. So nobody really... I don't know. It was good and it was bad. I got a lot of followers, but I had a lot of people that were like, you rat face bitch, you should kill yourself. Like, <gasps> what? Yeah. You should kill yourself? Right. It's like, here she lays dead because a 13-year-old <laughs> Demi Lovato fan told her to kill herself. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> fucking bury me ass up so you can fucking kiss it. Eat my ass. I'm still a tattooer. I still like my confidence like... If, and that's what people don't understand is you, if you have any artistic bone in your body, you deal with like depression and anxiety and all that, but you don't have to fucking talk about it to everybody. Mm. And so the minute you message somebody and and demean them, that says more about your character than theirs. And I thought I was going to be all right with it, but so leads up to this. the When all that shit happened, I was doing Ink Master... Um, there, they had these specials where you come back and do it again. Mm-hmm. Redemption. My <laughs> first day of filming was when all this happened. So I had to have somebody else take over my Instagram. My my mentor, he's always like, "You did it, you did it, but you did it <laughs> not not right." And I'm like, "I know." He's like, "You just did it the wrong way." I'm like, "In in this day and age, you can't do it right. You have to do it wrong. Yeah, you have to be the villain." So I had to have somebody take over my Instagram because there were people like, you should fucking kill yourself. And I'm like, listen, this is so stressful right now, which never happens because I'm always so focused on the bullshit. Yeah. That I had to have somebody just like, I'm not even going to look at it because realistically I shouldn't care. But I'm also like, if I get on there, I'm like, I'm going to find your fucking parents and I'm going to tell them <laughs> that you're doing some dumbass shit right now. Because like, if you have a computer and you're this young telling somebody to kill themselves, like your parents are obviously doing something yeah. wrong. Bullies. Yeah. Bullies. And it's like, I don't, I don't know. It, it, I get it. Cause I'm, I'm from New York and it used to, it used to be so naturally be like, Oh, fucking kill yourself. And it's like, no, you don't say that anymore. No. Yeah. Well, now that I'm a mom too, like everything, like I think of the person that I was before and not that <laughs> I still love her, but I'm like, I'm like, look at my kids and I'm like, be better. I'm yeah. like, Della, you be better than me. <laughs> yeah. So as we wrap, I think what's so cool about talking to anyone, but you know, I'm a big, I love, I love ladies and women that are doing things that they believe in. There's a big passion for this. What would you say to somebody young who's just getting started? So... And this is great because this is a question I get asked like pretty often. Uh, stick to it. The, the The only thing you can do right now in an industry, especially like, and, and it's so stupid to say like as a woman because it shouldn't be a thing in general, but it is. Learn more than those motherfuckers. Learn more than them. The more you learn, the more you can be like, yo, fuck you. If you want to show up and just be like, yeah, I'm cute and I do whatever. Like I did when I first started, like, don't do that shit. Like, show up, be like, yo, I know more than you. Shut your mouth. And then guess what? They shut the fuck up, and then they <laughs> fucking respect you. Show your work, not your fucking ass. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I was such a dumbass. Like, I was, like, more worried about what I looked like. And then once I finally got over that shit and was like, yo, it doesn't matter what I look like. It matters what I fucking produce. This world is shoving fucking just what you look like and what you do down your throat. Don't worry about that shit. Cause when you're fucking buried, it's more of what you showed than what you looked like. Nobody fucking cares. We're all going to die and be bones and dirt anyways. 
Like Chandler always is like, eat the cake. Do you want on your tombstone? She saved the calories. Rest in peace. <laughs> I'm like, so true. So true. Exactly. <laughs> like, and, and, and just do everything you can. Like think like a fucking human being, look on your phone, do your research, show up smarter than like, don't seem like a know-it-all, but show up fucking smart. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Well, I, and I say this to the women and men in my industry, which it's different, but a little bit same, same, I think, because you don't go to college to learn how to do this stuff. A lot of it's apprenticeship and like showing up to classes. If you take the industry seriously, it'll take you seriously. If you act like a Yahoo, hippy dippy, go, just I like yoga and butterflies, yeah. then you, that, but good luck. No. And honestly, like that is my least favorite type of yoga. I like when they're same. like- yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like when they're like, um, yeah, let's relax for two seconds and then I'm going to kick the shit out of you. So by the end of it, and then we, we go back down Yep, and then we remember who the book we are. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so before Ashley actually helps me fix some tattoos that, that are great, but need a little Ashley love and also give me a new tattoo. I want her to tell you where she, where can we find you on Instagram? Uh, my Instagram is Ashley B tattoo, all one word. I work at Blue Gorilla, which is on meeting. And what's the the best way for people to get in touch with you? Um, I I am totally open to DMs, but I will say if you're going to send me a three-page paragraph about uh, a (laughs) dime-sized tattoo you want, just keep short. Yeah. Keep it. There's a, a saying. It's called "kiss." Keep it simple, stupid. Yes, I like that one. <laughs> I like that. You guys, thank you so much for tuning in. As always, if you liked this, which I'm sure you did, rate us, review us, share with your friends. The more love we get, the longer we can stay on the air. So we'll see you next week. 